This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are watching today. And if this is your first time to see the telecast, may I encourage you to stay tuned. Today we want to talk about Jesus. We want to talk about His compassion, the compassion of Christ. I hope that you will stay tuned. Now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And may I emphasize this Bible course is free, that you might know more about the course itself, and that, might, that you might have the needed information to receive the course. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm reading now from Luke chapter 10, and I'm going to read beginning in verse 33. But the place that I'm reading is a very familiar reading in the Bible. It's the, uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And uh, there was a certain lawyer that came to Jesus and he asked Jesus uh, the, a question and the question was, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And, and then Jesus answered the question by telling him, now you, you are uh, what, what's written in the law. You, you're supposed to know the law. And the man says, well, uh, you're to love God with all of your heart, with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. You're to love your neighbors yourself. And, and Jesus said, well, you, you've answered correctly. And he said, you just do that and you'll live. You'll have the life that you're asking about. But this man was trying to justify himself. So he asked Jesus this question, who is my neighbor? And so Jesus told about a man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves and these thieves robbed the man. They left him beside the road and the Bible says he was half dead. Now there came two men by that way. One was a, it was a priest. The other was a Levite and when they saw the man they just kept on going. But now we take up our reading in verse 33. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Now Jesus asked the lawyer this question. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Think about the characters in this parable. First of all, there is the man who was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. 
Then there were the, the thieves. The thieves operated on the basis of what is yours belongs to me and I'm going to take it away from you. And there was the priest and the Levite and uh, they operated on, with this philosophy. Whatever belongs to me is mine and I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to let you have any of it. And then here comes the man who's called a Samaritan, a certain Samaritan. And when he saw this man beside of the road that was bleeding, he was dying, half dead, he helped the man. His philosophy was, whatever I have, I'm going to share with you. It's not just mine to keep. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if all people had the philosophy and live by the philosophy of the Good Samaritan? Have you ever wondered what Jesus would do if he were to come back in the world today? How would Jesus act? How would Jesus react? Well, I think Jesus would act and Jesus would react like he did the first time he came. If on any given day during the ministry of Christ, if you had found him, you would have found Jesus in the street, in the marketplace, in the homes of people. And among whom would you have found Jesus? You would have found Jesus mostly among those who were the outcast of society. The people that the, that the so-called respectable people would not associate with. You see, Jesus had compassion when he was in the world the first time. And I am convinced beyond any doubt that if Jesus were to come back today, he would have compassion today just like he did when he was here the first time. Compassion is much more than saying, I'm so sorry that you're hurt. Compassion is doing something to help the hurt. In 1 John, the third chapter, in verse 17, the writer says, Whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, that is, his heart from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? If we see someone who is in need, and they're hurting, it may be a physical hurt, it may be an emotional hurt, it may be a spiritual hurt, but they are, it may be a, uh, something that we can do something about, but we do nothing. John's question is, how do you have the love of God in you? You see, there should never be a time, there should never be a time when we're lacking in compassion. Sometimes we approach people who are overcome with some sin in their life, and we go and we talk to them and someone says, well, I'll tell you, I got him told. I, I, I really came down on him. I, I, I really put him in his place. Well, I can tell you there's not any compassion in that kind of an attitude. Well, if, if a Christian has fallen, for example, and I go to that fallen brother or that fallen sister, and I want to do everything that I can to, to, to get that person back where they belong with the Lord. How am I going to approach them? Well, we have an, an idea about that from Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1, where, where Paul wrote, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. 
considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You see, when I, when I go to help a person who is overcome by sin, I need to go in the spirit of meekness, and I need to go with a heart of compassion. And one of the reasons is because I may be the next person who needs that kind of help. You see, there's not much compassion in the attitude, I got him told. I put him in his place. Jesus Christ leads us in showing compassion. And I want to suggest that Jesus showed compassion in a number of different ways. Jesus showed compassion when he wept over a city. Now, the city of Jerusalem is a place where Jesus did more teaching than any other place in all of the world. And in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37, Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. And he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thee together as a hen gathers her chickens under a wing, and you would not. It broke his heart that they rejected him. In Luke 19 and verse 41, the Bible says, As he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. He wept over the city of Jerusalem. And Jesus knew the future that awaited the city of Jerusalem. And in essence, he told them that if they only knew what the future held, that they'd be weeping too. Could, could I ask you a very personal question? Who weeps over our town? Who's weeping over our city? But think about the children in the town where you live that are in homes where God is never mentioned, where Jesus is never mentioned, and where the Bible is not even found. And those precious children are going to grow up to be sinners, sinners without Christ, unless someone has enough compassion to try to do something to help those children. We need to be weeping over our towns today. But another occasion when Jesus wept is when he went to a funeral. I would recommend to any preacher of the gospel not to try to preach the sermons that Jesus preached at funerals because Jesus broke up every funeral he attended by raising the person from the dead. And when he learned that his friend Lazarus had died, in John eleven thirty five, we're told that he wept. He wept. Earlier in that chapter, he says he groaned in his spirit. His friend had died. There are not many tears shed now, even at some funerals that I have attended. When Stephen died, in Acts chapter 8 and verse 2, they made great lamentation because of his death. Often, Preachers who preach at sermons preach hard sermons. I mean sermons that have very little love in them, very little compassion in them. We, we need to have hearts that are tender, hearts that weep when people die, hearts that are weeping when we see people that are in need of Christ. We, we need to be shedding more tears today over the souls of people. Paul was like that. He said in Acts, the 20th chapter, in verse 31, at least the Bible says that, uh, uh, that uh, 
that I, by the space of three years, I ceased not to weep day and night with tears. Paul wept. He wept. He had a heart of compassion. In Romans 10, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says that my heart's desire, my prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You know, we need to have tears today. Jesus wept when his friend died. He wept at a funeral. And we need to weep when people are dead in sin. In Psalms 106, 26, in verse 5 and verse 6, the psalmist said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. When we go out to sow the seed of the kingdom, we need to water that seed with our tears. Jesus wept at a funeral. Jesus showed compassion by working. There was not a lazy bone in his body. He worked. In John 9 and verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Jesus had that attitude at a very early age in his life. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 49, when his parents came back to the temple in the city of Jerusalem looking for him and they were concerned about him, he said, Know ye not, I must be about my father's business. And it is compassion that will make us work for the Lord. It is compassion that will make us work for souls. It is compassion that will make us reach out to those that are in need. In the story that we read from Luke the 10th chapter, the story about the Good Samaritan, it was compassion that caused this man to stop and to go and to help the man who had been beaten and left by the side of the road and left for half dead. It was a lack of compassion that caused the robbers to steal from the man. It was a lack of compassion that caused the priest to pass by on the other side. It was a lack of compassion that caused the Levite to pass by on the other side. Jesus showed compassion by working and doing the Father's will. And we need to show compassion for people that are in need today. But Jesus also showed compassion by praying. He often spent the night in prayer. Luke chapter 6 and 12 says that he went up into a high mountain apart and there he prayed. And Jesus showed his compassion when he prayed for us. You say, you mean Jesus prayed for us? Absolutely. In John chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, Jesus said, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. You see, Jesus prayed for us. He prayed that we would be one. We would be a united people. Let me ask you, for what are we praying? There are so many things today for which we ought to pray. And we ought to pray because, not just because it's the will of God that we pray, that's one reason, but we need to pray because this is the way that we have things to happen 
Jesus said, Ask and ye shall receive. There in James 4 and 2, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. We need to be a praying people. I am persuaded that many of the failures that I've experienced in my personal life have been prayer failures. It may be that I didn't pray about a certain thing enough. And we can have victory in our life when we become a praying people. And we need to be praying for other people. And that's one of the ways that we show compassion. We need to be praying for our nation. We need to pray for those who are in positions of leadership in our nation. We need to pray for the young people, the youth of this land. There are so many of them that have hard lives and are going to grow up living hard lives. We need to have prayer that goes up to the throne of God on their behalf. We need to pray for young parents that are rearing their children today. We need to pray for those who have reached the twilight of life in, their, in the latter years of their life because so many of them feel uh, 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 forsaken and alone. We need to pray for those that, that are preaching the gospel in its purity and in its simplicity. We need to pray. We need to pray. That's one of the ways that we show our compassion. But Jesus also showed compassion by going to Calvary by being wounded for our transgressions, by being bruised for our iniquities. You picture Jesus on the cross. Try, try to imagine him on that cross. There he is nailed to the cross. And there is a sign over his head saying this is the king of the Jews. Crown on his head. A crown of thorns and nails in his hands, and nails in his feet. Crucifixion is one of the most agonizing ways to die, to die that's ever been devised. And Jesus Christ endured that because of he loved you so. You see, he, 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 he had so much compassion that Jesus died voluntarily upon that cross. And Jesus asked us to die and to follow him. And we have to die to self before you'll ever have compassion. That's why in Matthew 16 and verse 24, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That is, you die to yourself. You get self out of the way. Many people have no compassion, very little compassion. Even so-called church-going people have little compassion because they have never died to self. Jesus showed compassion when he went to the cross of Calvary. There were a number of times that Jesus showed compassion. One of those times mentioned in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36 is when he saw the people were in need of leadership. And our world today is in need of leadership. Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the people wandering about as sheep without a shepherd. 
You see, they were defenseless. They were homeless. They were helpless. And they needed a shepherd. Our world is largely without proper leadership. And they need to follow the leader who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus showed his compassion when he saw these people who were defenseless and homeless and needed a shepherd and they were wandering about. So many people do not really know where, where they're headed. You, you can ask some young person just graduated from high school, now what do you plan to do? I don't know. What do you want to do with your life? I don't know. Well, if you were to go to college, you, you plan to go to college? I, I don't know. They have no idea. They have no clue of what they want to do with their life. I, I, my heart bleeds for young people like that. It, it just it disturbs me, young people, like, because they have no goal in life. They don't have any purpose in life. We have people who are wandering about like sheep without a shepherd because they, their, their lives are in sin and they're not thinking about the next life they're not thinking about where they're going to be in eternity. And they are just wandering generalities. No purpose. And they're not following the right leader. But Jesus also showed compassion when people were sick. Turn to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Let me read to you verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. You see, Jesus saw these people that had some sick people in the crowd. And he was moved with compassion. What is our reaction to people when they are in need? When, when people are sick, when people are hungry, when people do not have proper clothing to wear, when people are in a destitute position, how do we react toward those kind of people? Do we say, well, there's just another person that, that'll take advantage of you? There, there's just another. Oh, I've been taken advantage of as a gospel preacher many, many times. I'll have people call me and they say, Brother Lambert, I need to talk to you. And usually they, they want some money because they uh, need gas for their car. They need... They need food. They need to do something. And, and later I will find out that they've been going to every church in town and doing the same thing. And that's the way they make their living. And I call those people just bums. They're just bums. But I'm here to tell you everybody's not like that. There are many people that are down and out. They, they've had a hard time in life. They've lost their job. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know how they're going to feed their family. They don't know how they're going to pay their house. No, they don't know how they're going to keep the electricity on. They don't even have money to buy gasoline to put in the car. As a matter of fact, they no longer have a car. You see, people have so many needs. And Jesus had compassion when he saw people like that. But Jesus also had compassion when people were hungry. Look at Matthew chapter 15 
and in verse number 32. Jesus said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and they have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint in the way. I can tell you one thing, on the day of judgment, I had far rather be on the side of charity, having helped someone who did not deserve it, as to stand there on the day of judgment having said no to some individual who deserved the help and needed the help and would have appreciated the help, and then I turned away. You know, sometimes we may be entertaining an angel unawares. And I've seen that happen in my life. And so Jesus showed compassion when people were sick and when they were hungry. We need to be a compassionate people. And when we really begin to care, people will react favorably to us. It's not enough just to preach the truth. You've got to live the truth. And we need to start looking at our world with tears in our eyes rather than being hard and cold and, compa and, and, and without compassion in our hearts. We need to have hearts that are tender, hearts that are moved like the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world doesn't care how much I know about the Bible until the world knows that I care. Do you care enough today that you give your life to Christ? Are you moved by His compassion to obey Him? Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I'd urge you to become a Christian today by doing just what Jesus said. Now, in the closing moments, may, get, may I give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And you'll find people who will help you if you have a need. They will assist you in learning more about Jesus. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. I feel like my professors care not only about my progress in their classes, but also me as a person. Having teachers that will pray for me is incredible. Providing a Christ-centered education is the heart of everything we do at Fulton University. From the classroom to the sports fields, we emphasize integrity of character and a godly attitude in all phases of life. Visit our website today to see what Faulkner has for you. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36529.
1-877-711-5280 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>